I am uh, sitting down chatting. Uh, I have known this artist for many years. He gave me one of my first shows uh, at a honky tonk that freaked me out. His encouragement that night and uh, later on has really given me peace at shows, helped me along the way. He's got a brand new album on my own. Please, everyone, welcome. My guest is Jeremy Studdard. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. And you really didn't have to go that far into it because you encouraged me too, buddy. I oh. watched you a little bit too, you know. So uh, it's it's been a pleasure knowing your music too. Yeah, man, thank you. That's what and it's about. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about the DJ and the music thing. Oh, together. we can let out the cat out of the bag. I also play guitar, baby. <laughs> I also make music. Uh, yeah, so uh, first off, dude, I got to listen to, I, I think I listened to it a while back because I was driving and we talked a little bit uh, when I was in Oklahoma. And what's weird is this always happens to me. When I'm driving in a certain area, when I have to go back and forth, I'll think of the artist that lives near there yeah. and I'm like, I want to listen to their album right now. Yeah. And we, I was driving around in Oklahoma. So of course, I popped in your album. I got to say, man, it is solid every, I mean, all 12 tunes. I was so impressed with how Thank well you. these songs are written, how well they're done. So let's talk a little bit first off about some of the A-listers that you got to get on the uh, new album. Uh, oh, man. I, I, was, I was very fortunate in that aspect, actually, to... Um, the management team that I have behind me, they, they put me in this group, you know, there, and they said, we're going to go here and record the insanery in Nashville, Tennessee is where we recorded at Cool. with a guy named Casey Wood. And he's, you know, he's, he did Charlie Daniels before he passed away. He did his last few albums and he did rain, uh, Randy Hauser, Easton Corbin, you know, a lot of these big names. And I was like intimidated going into the studio, like, yeah. you know, holy crap. And, and the guitar players that came in that played on my album have played on some of the biggest albums ever in country music. And all these guys, you know, the drummer Lonnie Wilson is his name. He played, he still plays on tour with George Strait and uh, Brooks and Dunn, you know. And so I walk in this room, you know, this little guy from Oklahoma, literally little guy from Oklahoma. <laughs> and, and, uh, and these guys are... Like, the, you walk in the room, and there's no jokes when you get in there with them. I mean, you can, you know, shoot the guy for a minute with them, but it's all professionalism, you know, and I wasn't used to that. I'm used to just having fun playing music, but they sh kind of showed me a different avenue of how to approach recording an album, yeah. you know? And so it was really cool working with them. I mean, it really was. How did you gather the songs? Like, did you have 12, or did you have a lot more, and you just kind of pinned it down to 12? We did. We, we, had, uh, we had several we had to kind of filter through to to get the ones that we that we really thought would fit on this album. Yeah. We have a um, Rex Benson group out of California that they, they're a publishing company that has several different writers. Chad Rowland, Jerry Gladwell, great, great, great songwriters. Cool. And I, I went through a few of theirs. I cut a couple of theirs. Uh, Chase Bryant, I don't know if you know who Chase Bryant is. Uh, Radney Foster has one of his on there. Uh, but, you know, it's like... I wanted not just to put every one of my songs in this album for that reason. I want to kind of show versatility as an artist and help these guys along the way too, because that's how it is in this business. You kind of help everybody you're around. You know, you want you want to, if you hear a song that you think you can cut and they don't mind, cut that sucker. You yeah. know, let them let them know that you want to help them out too, and then it helps you out along the way. You so, know. So the Randy Foster tune on the album "Just Call Me Lonesome" is that, and what made you grab that bad boy? How Man, you, it, it, that's funny that you asked that because I, I was going back and forth. I wanted to do an older song that I could bring back to life, kind of, that was, I was a big fan of growing up. And 
Radney came to mind immediately. Nobody Wins is one of my favorite songs of his. I wanted to do that one on the first album, but now we're doing that one on the second album. There you you go. know, so we're going to do another Radney song on that one. So, but uh, it really fit like your style and his style. I don't when you, I think you told me like, hey, check out the Radney Foster on there. I was yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So, so I immediately go there and I was like, man, it sounds so perfect. It's, it's such a great uh, a vibe that you send to it. I, I absolutely loved it. Man, and it's just like you said about the guys in the studio that I'm working with, you know, they're all familiar with that song too. So it's not something that we're just having to start fresh on. And when you go back into it, they kind of add their own touch to it too. And it kind of made it a little different, but we kept the same vibe throughout the song of the original. Yeah. And it's just paying homage to him. You know, I, I love that. And he's a great guy. So when you're working on songs that like were yours and you were trying to like give input, was it, di- was it difficult with these guys or did they, or did they just say like, man, I got this. And they just knew exactly where to take it. Well, or? I was kind of a jerk at first because okay. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> like all the other artists in Texas. We want to keep our own sound originality about us, you know? And, yeah. You know, you always, there's that thing they, they say when you go to Nashville, you meet these people and it's all this one sound. It's like this new country sound, the poppy sound. And I didn't want that at Definitely. all. You know, I, I wanted it to be country music. And I kind of, you know, when we started recording, we we're all together in the room, you know, up with the producer and the engineer. And I stood up before we started, and I said, hey, guys, um, I just want you guys to know that we're, we're recording real country music today. That's what I want to do. I, I, want the, I want the fiddle and the steel to be heavy. And, sir, I noticed you have a Stratocaster down there. No offense, would you play a telly? He said, I brought one. I said, good. Can we get that out? Yeah. You know, so he gets to tell it. And that's what's cool about working with these pros in Nashville is they don't mind they want to bring you out as an artist. They want to get your sound out, and they're just professional about it. You know, so. that's good. Yeah, because it's a it's a scary thing. You got something you need to watch, yeah. especially whenever you kind of know there's a possibility that I can walk out of here with something I'm not going to be proud of. Right. You should be very proud of this album, man. It's done really well. Well, thank you. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about the songwriters that you got to okay. work with. Um, did you work with these guys? Were they already kind of established? Uh, you said they were part of a. A, a publishing company, Rex yeah. Benson Group. And so I, I had just met them, actually, uh, through uh, Tim Owens. He's a guy that it works. He's a publisher for Warner Brothers. And so he, he threw them at us because they actually pitched to Warner Brothers as well. Cool. And so he said, hey, I think they got some good songs you know, you cool. can listen to. And so, I mean, it, it turns into that. You know, you just listen to song after song until one kind of sticks. And you're like, man... I think that might be one that we need, you know, on this album, because putting an album together, you don't want every song to be about, you know, wrecking your car or your dog dying or something, you know, like, you know, you want to have some some mix in there. So, yeah, uh, yeah we, we found I thought that we did a good job as in every song kind of tells a different story. And that's what I wanted to do. Definitely. So, and I want to talk about um, the final song on the album. Um, this one struck me. It was really done well. And it was a great, also, like, aptly named, At the End of the Day, to end the album. So tell us a little bit about that song. So uh, my brother passed away in 2016. Mm. And uh, it's weird. When when he passed away, I went into, you know, a little state of depression, like anybody would, you know. And so I had a buddy. His name's Charlie Sheffield. Oh, I know Charlie, man. Yeah, 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 I know Charlie. uh, He he has this, like, pet peeve. Like, he can't stand people saying, you know, it is what it is, or at the end of the day. And I always told him, I said, I'm going to write that song one day, (laughs) you know. And uh, 
He was like, you better not. You better not. And I'm like, I'm going to. Well, when it hit me, you know, when my brother passed, it wasn't a joke anymore at that point. It, at the end of the day, meant to me, you know, you go through your day and and you, you face work. You face people t- you talk to every day. And it keeps your mind off of your grief, you know, and, and where you're going. But at the end of the day, you still have to lay down. And all the thoughts run through your head about what you've lost and, and what you're trying to accomplish in life. And that's where the idea came from. Um, and so I, I really, I sit down and I wrote half of this song in about 10 minutes. You know, it just flew out of me. And the next day I woke up and sometimes when you start a song, you try to write it the next day. You're not in the same state of mind, so it's hard to catch back on. So I called a buddy of mine, Roger Springer. He's he's a... He's wrote with a lot of big names in Nashville back in the day, and and I knew he had helped me. You know, he's a good friend of mine. So I went to his house and kind of told him the story about my brother and where I was going with the song, and we sit and finished it. Well, good man, it's an incredible song, man. I absolutely love it. Um, you've been pushing through Texas. I know you've done some stuff in out in Nashville. I know, I know you were doing stuff out there. I don't know if you're still playing out there as much as you were. Not or right Tennessee. now, but right I think, now. you know, now that everything's starting to open back up, we, we've got some stuff coming up. Okay, there, so, so, yeah, like, uh, where where have you played outside of the Oklahoma, Texas scene, and where are you looking forward to playing next? Man, I, I'll go anywhere, you know, but I've been, like, I played in Kansas. I played a show with Granger Smith in Kansas. Uh, How was that so, night? That was awesome. Granger's a great guy. Granger is, like, one of the best souls you'll ever meet as a musician. He's very humble, very kind, you know. Oh, yeah. It was great meeting him and, and getting his input kind of on what I'm doing, and which I'm a big fan of his. You know, he, he's just, like I said, he's a great dude, great musician. He's got a great mind, too. He just does. really is constantly working yeah. his creativity with his, you know, social media and, the show and his fans. Is, and his show is show like amazing. one of the best shows I've ever seen, and he is such a stage entertainer you know he yeah. knows how to entertain a crowd and i learned a lot just from one show with him like just watching him i learned a lot on how to to work with the crowd and and kind of let your music flow through you you know yeah he's really good at that um now we you know, song swapping uh means you get to meet a lot of cool artists yeah. now we could sit here and talk about the one night that me and you have in common and we're definitely going to talk about that here in a second, but um, because that is a magical night for me. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the artists, because, man, I know that minus that night, uh, I got on stage with you, with Casper McWade. Mm-hmm. Uh, that blew me away. I'd never heard of that dude before then. Casper's he was great. He was amazing that yeah. night. Every song's solid. His style is definitely there. He knows exactly where he wants his sound to be. He doesn't bend for anybody. He's yeah. going to play the way he wants to. Yeah. Is there anybody else that you that you get to play with? Because you're not doing that anymore. Well, I mean, I... Are you still play, doing the song swap out there at, at I don't... I, I had to kind of... I was doing, you know, booking at Old Red for, for Blake Shelton for a while. Yeah. And um, I had to get away because my music started taking off. I didn't have time for it. You know, it was all it was. And I left in, on good terms with them yeah. and everything's still fine. I, I recorded some videos there actually last night. You know, I'm looking forward to that. We'll talk about that. And, yeah, I can't wait for you to see those. They're they're kind of just the acoustic kind of stripped down MTV unplugged kind of feel. That's you know? awesome. That's yeah, good. And man. so, but yeah, I mean, I I play with a lot of artists. Those song swaps to me, like you said, they're they're the most 
as an artist, when you get to sit down and talk with the other artists and not just be on the show where you're opening up and you never see them, you know? Yeah. When you get to sit on stage with them and kind of bounce ideas back and forth and, hey, you played this song, you know? I, I like I like this song here as we play it, you know? That kind of thing. It, it makes it more, to me, intimate, you know? For yeah, and it brings, out, it, for, it brings out the best in you. Right. And it also brings out songs that maybe you wouldn't even think to play that night. You'll just hear somebody. Right. I've, I've heard somebody play yeah. something and go, oh, man, you made me remember a song. Yeah. And I'll start playing this song. So that's, And also, it's. I was talking about this not too long ago, that playing certain shows have inspired me to write the next day. I'll just sit down exactly. and be like, I'm yeah. in the zone now because I played with this dude last night. So yeah. I know I felt that when I was jamming with you. It was always a great time. You always brought a great time. So I'll just bring it up. Um, I don't remember what year. I'm going to say 2018. We were doing a show in Tishomingo at yeah. Old Red. Me and, and you, and I think we had one other artist with us yeah and what was funny about it was and i would love telling this story you came up to me and joked blake shelton's here and i turned around and gave you this face as if i don't know like uh whatever don't don't, (laughs) it was more like don't tell me that's like don't and so you said oh i'm just joking i tell everyone that to get them out here (laughs) and i started i mean i started laughing like crazy and I really was just joking. And, and then he showed up. And then he showed up. It blew my mind, too, when he walked on stage. Because we're both sitting there together, and all of a sudden, here he comes behind us. And you looked at me like, uh, you wasn't joking. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I was, actually. This is kind of weird. He came up like and grabbed my shoulder and said, uh, and he did that thing where he goes, hey, man, you mind if I cut in? <laughs> and I... And, and I Trying to be cool, <laughs> acting like I'm not talking to Blake Shelton. I'm like, uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, sure, man. If you want to cut in. Yeah, sure. No problem. And in my head, I'm like, it's freaking Blake Shelton. Yeah. And we did the first <laughs> sets. We did the first set like with just us. And we played a few. And then the second set, we were going to go live. So I kind of waited a little bit to play some of my yeah. better songs. Yeah. But the worst part was... <laughs> I played like crap, or at least in my head, it was horrible. Well, so, when Blake Shelton's sitting next to you, you're yeah, always going to feel inferior. You yeah, because so. he, he was greatness it, on an acoustic. I mean, really, I don't think people realize uh, I've seen his live performance, yeah. but just watching him by himself with an acoustic in his it, it's, it's gold. I mean, he is that good. And it's tremendous. It, there's a reason why he is where he's at. I mean, just because he's on TV and he's doing The Voice and this and that, the reason he got there is because of music. And I, I'll never forget his first album when I heard it and I was in college. Yeah. And I was going to Oklahoma State and I heard his first album. He's got a song in there called All Over Me. You know, and I'm like, man, that's one of the best songs. Actually, we played it today on the way here. Oh, that's good. You know, and yeah. so uh, I leaned over on stage that night and I said, hey, play All Over Me. And he goes, I don't know it. <laughs> There was a moment where he had to apologize to us and say, hey, guys, I'm listening to y'all, but I'm looking at my phone because I can't remember how to play some of these yeah. songs. <laughs> yeah. He did. He had to get yeah. a recap. I don't remember how to play this song. But what, what was funny was in between the sets, I called my wife and I said, you'll, ne- you'll never guess who's here. Blake Sheldon is actually here. So I hear her scream on the phone and I go, I am playing horribly right now. And my wife, the best wife in the world gets on that phone and says you're james effing cook and you're gonna play. you remember that you yeah. get out there and you play like james effing cook and i was like i am james effing cook and in your defense 
everyone on that stage with him <laughs> felt that way. Was freaking you know? out. We were, we I was like looking at you. Your eyes are like this big around, and mine are that big. And we're like, like what are we gonna do? You know. And I'm just trying to just hold it together, yeah. you know, because you don't fail in front of Blake Shelton when he's on stage with no. you. Who gets that opportunity? No, you, you know? never get it again. Yeah. And uh, what was funny was that he sang harmonies to one of my songs. It, wasn't, it was just some... I remember that. Yeah, and it, it wowed me. I couldn't believe Blake Shelton singing with me right now and harmonizing. So after the song, I look at the audience and I said, did anybody record that? Because nobody <laughs> in Wichita is ever going to believe me that that happened. And Blake Shelton looked at me and said you're so dumb and i want to quote him on that yeah because <laughs> i want to put it on my next epk well, Bla- you're so dumb says blake shelton about james cook sell million of records that so way. let me tell you something about that night that you don't know oh okay when he got on stage before he got on stage i was singing on the live show into my microphone okay and what got recorded and what went out live my voice was not even coming out, and I'm singing. And I look like, oh, you know, like nothing. He didn't coming go out. live on Twitter. And when he came on stage, I almost stood up and said, "Here, take my mic." <laughs> <laughs> Do you, can you imagine what that'd be like to him to get on his own stage and like people are hearing, can't even hear him singing? The Twitter would have went nuts. But instead, he sit down next to me on the mic that actually worked. And then they figured it out, and like halfway through the show, no one could even hear my voice, oh, you man. know. But halfway through, it came back. I remember so. you getting on stage, and I remember thinking I'm, I was so excited that you were going to get to perform because I think you had stepped aside that night or something like that because you weren't originally on stage, yeah. and then we got you up there. But that was I mean, it was an incredible. Who was the other? There was another guy. With I'm us. having trouble. Robert remember. Shores. Robert Shores. Okay. Robert Shores. That's who it was, and he was like like you're, you're talking about how we were scared like we're doing horrible like i felt the same way robert shores was petrified yeah. like he i remember looking at him and he was like i don't want to play i i just don't, i want to i don't want to get up there. i'm like can i just do one I and said, just say i did it's, it it's one one time in your life you're gonna get sit on stage with blake shelton you, you get your butt up there and, and you sing yeah. on that stage you know you needed some encouragement but that was an incredible yeah. night i remember us hanging out afterwards and uh talking and both of us there would be a few we would hang and then a, we'd look at each other like dude we just totally got off the stage with Blake yeah. Shelton like it was a, it was a moment that I'll never forget it was a I got really day. drunk that night <laughs> just saying I mean I was like you know what you always look for that excuse to just say hey I'm gonna pull a good one yeah I was like well Blake Shelton was just here I was on stage with him I'm getting drunk uh, and then yeah. I regret it because I don't remember half the night you know <laughs> <laughs> well but uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this video that you did last night you just did some live performances back at Old Red mm-hmm. Um, how did that go? Man, it was great. Uh, my management team put it together, actually. They they called, you know, I have obviously a good relationship with Old Red from working with them for so long. So they didn't mind us coming in and taking the doghouse stage and, and, and doing this because we're trying to promote our upcoming singles. And actually, the single I have out now, All Nighter, we recorded that one along with a few more that we're going to release later. So yeah. it, it was great. It was a good atmosphere. Actually, Blake's mom showed up, Dorothy. And she brought a crowd of people with her. She's she's a good friend of mine, and so uh, it was a fun night just hanging out with them, and you know, and and kind of we, it wasn't open to public. It was kind of a closed deal, private deal, but it, it was fun. It was a really good time. 
Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that footage, man. You're going to see some before we leave. We got videos on the phone. Oh, okay. Here. Well, nobody else gets to see this. People listen to my voice. Be yeah. jealous. <laughs> you should be. Hey, uh, Jeremy Stutter's brand new one's All Nighters on the station. We've been uh, playing this one. I was a big fan of the... I'm a big fan of this one, of course, but uh, Your Heart or Mine was also an incredible one. Uh, now, I'm just telling you, this this album, it's, I think that's my favorite thing about listening to it. It is one of those albums where you kind of... Say well, that one could be a single. That one, that one could easily be a single. That's a good single. That, and That's so they're the biggest really compliment I can get as an artist because growing up, you know, I don't know if you remember back in the day when they had the singles that would come out. Like, oh, where yeah. They would have the song that's on the radio, and they had the B side where there's another song, and you're like, oh, I don't like that song. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. I always told myself if I'm going to record an album, I want every song on it to be one that someone's going to listen to and they're going to like. Yeah. You know, that's going to catch them in a different way, too. Not, it's not all about just heartbreak. Or like I said, your dog dying, you know, like your standard country music, just something that's meaningful, you know, maybe about loss or falling in love or heartbreak, you know, everything different. And that's the way we approached it. And we wanted one, one song about everything that's good that everyone can relate to. Yeah, like your first song on the album, you're straight regulating. Yeah. Like, it sounds like you're about to go kick someone's... <laughs> no, no I, I actually did. That's a true story. That's a true story. Okay. Yeah, it, like, I mean, right from the get-go. I love the yeah. I love the whole intro, but right from the beginning of the album. Yeah. I'm like, man, there's no messing around. Like, right from the beginning, yeah. you're already just let, laying it down, letting yeah. them know. I love it. I wrote that song years ago, too, and I always wanted to record it, but I just never got around to it. And, and we got to the point on the album where we just needed a few left, you know, to finish it out and... I said, you know what? I want I want to sing this song about kicking this dude's this dude's ass. I don't know if I, I can say that, but <laughs> we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> but it's a true story. I mean, I I literally drove two hours as this guy talked so much trash to me. I drove two hours and he wouldn't he wouldn't come out of his house. You know, I looked for him all over town, and that's what the song's about. It's yeah. just you know, you talked all this trash. I'm here now. Where are you at? Yeah. You know? And so. It's a great one, man. I love that tune. I love the rest of them. It is a diverse album. You're hearing a lot of different sounds. It's coming at you from different angles. 12 songs, very solid. Go look for that bad boy now. Everywhere you can grab Jeremy Stuttered music on my own. I love the title of the album. Uh, Jeremy Stuttered, man. We've been friends for quite some time. Yes, Thank sir. you so much for joining me and, and talking Thank to me a little bit about what's... Man. It's always a pleasure coming down here. Look, before I let you go, tell me what's next. What do you got planned next? Man, we, we already next, have... We have probably half our album ready to record and we're going next month and starting all right so, already yeah yes yeah, we uh well we don't want to wait until you know last second they say they always say as a musician you know you got your whole life to write your first album yeah you got a year <laughs> to write your second one so it, yeah you got to kind of take that in perspective as in i, I got to try hard here you know yeah. i don't want to wait until i gotta just throw an album together i want to make sure people are getting the same result as the first album and that's kind of why we're just going at it now this we still have probably three singles left on this album but by the time this one's on its next single we're gonna have half the other album recorded and that's ready yeah. you know so we got time to kind of piece it together and get ready yeah i heard the new one that uh you showed me that eric wrote the basis for your band i'm, yeah. I'm a 
I'm a, I love Eric. He's one of my favorite people. Uh, he's one of my best friends. I mean, that, and that's what's great about this band, you know. Eric is not just my bass player. He's not just, you know, a, a vocalist in the band. He's one of my great friends. Like, I can honestly say if music stopped with us, I would talk to him the rest of my life. And yeah. That's how everyone is in this band with me. And so, You really need that. I mean, you, you got to share space yeah. with somebody yeah. for that much time, and you got to be on stage. It really does take a relationship. It does. Uh, that, you, that you really want to make sure there's a good chemistry there. So I'm looking forward to your next album, Jeremy, man. Thank you again for joining me today. Jeremy Stutters, brand new one on my own, out now. Now go grab that brand new one. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, James.